And we're live, and we are journeying this time. Yep, we are journeying in my grocery getter, my other vehicle. <laughs> so I have an update on the truck. All right. So we, for any people that didn't hear last time, the truck broke down. Jake well, for anybody that didn't listen last time, pause. Go listen to the previous episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. And, and come back in about 23 seconds into yeah. this podcast. Um, so truck broke down. Jake works near it, near me, so he came to get me while I waited on the tow truck. Tow truck took two hours to get there. <laughs> Didn't leave till like 7.30. Yeah. Um, so we missed, missed class. class on Tuesday. So the, he tows it to the car dealers, or the, the place that's working on it, the uh-huh. mechanics, and they open at 7 o'clock. All right. I get a call at 7.05. Yeah. I was like, oh, and I knew it was them. They're like, your truck's done. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I fucked up something. Yeah. So, and I was like... <laughs> All right. Great. What happened? He goes, well, your gas pedal was stuck on your floor mat slightly in, and it won't, your truck won't start with it like that. And, they, and he's, and he said it was a, like an anti-theft thing, uh-huh. but I think it's more like you do your auto start, you know? Like, yeah. And, and so it's just not like, you know, revving. Um, Cause I don't know why it would be an anti-theft thing. I think a, a, th- a car thief knows to not probably push the gas in while you're trying to start is that if you hotwire a car do you have to do that maybe i don't know i mean he you know he's a mechanic he's probably right um yeah but but he's probably wrong let's be honest so but what's funny <laughs> is I, I like i drove it five minutes before it stopped working but what i also did five minutes before that is i took my floor mat out and cleaned all the dirt off of it because it just had mud and a bunch of just uh-huh. like dried dirt and so and i put it back in and i remember it looked weird and i was like stomping on it like back in place because it's one of those like uh, it's like a husky one, so it's a real like nice yeah. plastic one because I get dirt all the time on my boots, and uh, and that was it. <laughs> so hilarious. Yeah, like literally, so like seven oh five, they called me. <laughs> the guys have been working for less than five minutes on my truck and figured it out. Um, but even if I was like, all right, Chad, retrace your steps. What has happened since then? And I was, and I remember that I took my floor mat out. I would have been like, took my format out. That's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. And just yeah. went on. You'd never think thing. about that. Um, so, wow. yeah. So the floor mat, when you put it back in, was It's got a bunch down. of ribs on it. And uh-huh. I think it just hung up the pedal on the bottom. So gotcha. it was just slightly. Yeah. Because even, I tried to start it, and I even tried stopping the gas just to see. Like, yeah. I know that doesn't really work with new vehicles. You yeah. Know, like, give it a gas. But. Uh, but it didn't knock it loose. But it, at least it didn't knock it loose. Interesting. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. So we wasted all that time. <laughs> Luckily, it had that sweet extended warranty. So my, my towing was only 29 cents, which they never even collected. The suckers. <laughs> so you're just coming out. Coming out. Like yeah. gangbusters on, yep. but on this extended warranty plan. Heck yeah. Um, hilarious. Then they, uh, the mechanic, they didn't charge me anything. They're like, don't worry about it. It's fine. And I was like, well. If you were charging me by the hour, I owed you three dollars. So <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. It wasn't worth the doing any paperwork over that. That's great, but yeah. Um, so also update: we talked a lot about the fasting stuff we're doing. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, I started my third day at lunch today, so I'll be done tomorrow. You're done. I'm done. Did, I did you my, do three in a row, or you did, I did two, skipped one? I did two, skipped one, kind of reset the day, and yeah. then did a 24 ending at lunch today. But it appears I'm going to be really close to doing another 24 tomorrow. So you haven't eaten lunch? Or I ate lunch. Yeah, I have not eaten anything since. And then I've got to go to a funeral tomorrow. So and they're to... serving lunch afterwards. So it'll be like, it's gonna be really close to another yeah. twenty four. So I think I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna count it as one because it'll be like like I think it's literally gonna be like twenty three hours. Well, yeah. You know, I mean it'd be like that feeding window. But anyway, it'll be it'll be close. So well, it'll be interesting to see now too how you feel not having to do it. Yeah, and like it's not really a big deal. Yeah, I just know all day, all morning, I'm not gonna have time to eat. So we're gonna lift weights. I'm gonna get home, get the kids ready, Avery on the bus, get myself ready, and then I gotta hit the road because it's like a hour and a half, two hours away. Mm. Then we'll get there, you know, have the service. There's food after. That's the thing. Like if I don't eat there, like if I was like I'm gonna do like legit 24, it's like you know two hours back to. Yeah, I guess there's stuff around there, but nothing I really want to eat. You know, it's like McDonald's and Sonic. I'm not eating that. Yeah, I mean, so sometimes I think it's good when you're doing stuff like that to kind of stick to the goal of it. You know, like like the goal this week was three. Yeah. Like if if it happens, awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's just gravy at this point. Yeah. It's not like you know, but, not like I'm counting it towards next week or anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. It just is happenstance because mm-hmm. I thought about it. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be like 24 before I eat yeah. again. Because yeah. that's the, the other thing. I ate around noon. Uh, and then I have not been hungry at all. You know, and then going to jiu-jitsu, I didn't, I wasn't getting anything going. And so tonight when I get home, like if I ate tonight, that wouldn't work. You know, like for the 16, that put me way too late yeah. in the day, you know. What time's for, lunch tomorrow? Just after you said. I'm guessing it's going to be around noon. So, yeah. So, anyway, I'm, I was so I was like, oh, I'm just not going to eat. I'll just go to it. Right. You know, just to whatever that is. It'll be like 22 hours or 22 and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it'll be fine. The, the one thing, did I mention the heartburn? Yes. Yeah. So, that came back like vengeance last night it was bad and uh did you google i mean like i did i read and i tried some of their like you know homeopathic remedies or whatever uh-huh. like some lemon juice and that was that worked for about 10 minutes you what know what did i mean they say the cause of it was um it's an imbalance because your stomach is empty mm-hmm. it starts causing an imbalance in your ph level mm-hmm. so your acidity either gets low or high depending on what internet expert you're listening to yeah. and starts causing the reflux. And, uh, cause I bet you could Google, um, uh, fasting fixed my heartburn and there would be tons of data. Like people saying, most people say that. Yeah. On those threads, most people are like, it fixed my heartburn. And, like, when I stopped eating carbs, it totally fixed my heartburn. I haven't had heartburn in a long time. Yeah. Uh, but then once I started fasting, I started having it. But it, it's always at night. And, like, before I go to bed, I'll have it. Like, around dinner time, 
you know, it's like after I get over that hump, like, uh, I kind of want to eat dinner. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to because I'm fasting. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of after that, I start having some reflux. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go to sleep and I'll be fine and I'll wake up fine. I won't have it. Interesting. So I don't know. I drank the lemon water last night. It worked for, like I said, it was like a, uh, a momentary, you yeah. know, lapse in it. Uh, I think I may just like take some Prolisec when I do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really want to do medication though. Is the only problem. Yeah. Like Tums works. And it might obviously see if it stops too. Like if I just get adjusted to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll see how next week goes. I'm gonna go just normal on the first day, but if I start having, I'll probably start taking Prolisec. Yeah. When I'm doing 24s, I don't get it when I do the 16-8. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird because I'll eat at lunch, but I'll have it at night. Like, are you eating anything different? No, like, I've been doing keto. No. You know. Mainly that, and honestly, more carnivore than anything. Yeah. Like I, haven't, I need to, like, make, like, a proper meal with, like, some vegetables and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, I like to do... I, I do like that. So I'll do a pound of, like, hot breakfast sausage. Uh-huh. Eight ounces of cream cheese. And then a can of Rotel in it. Mm-hmm. And I put... I do a double of it. So two pounds, two cans. Um two eight ounce things of cream cheese and then I, one can of like mushrooms yeah and drained um so yes yep. yeah and you kind of just cook it all and then once like the liquid's kind of gone throw the cream cheese and mix it up once it's yeah like melted and i get like the whipped cream cheese so it's kind of already yep. um, yeah you taught me that little trick yeah and then sometimes i'll even put like this the frozen spinach in it you know mm-hmm. um so it might be worth trying something like that that has like some tomato, like vegetable stuff yeah. in it too to see if it. Some people were saying to increase fiber. Mm-hmm. I guess like some leafy greens would do that. Yeah, they've got a decent fiber content. Uh, so anyway, that's the that's the only complaint I have, you know. And most of the time I feel good when I'm busy and not thinking about it. I feel good. It's when I get bored yeah. and I'm like, you know, it's like that habitual mm-hmm. wanting to eat. It's funny, this guy I follow on Twitter who does, like, motivational stuff. But I like him because it's all about, like, health-related and everything. Yeah. And he's like, if you're, if you're doing a diet or fasting, he's like, the best thing you can do is stay busy. He's like, most people eat because they're bored, not because they're hungry. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm finding. Mm-hmm. I totally am a bored eater. Yeah. The lunch, eating that lunch has definitely helped me... Like, it's easier for me to go to 24 than to go dinners, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. Something something about having that, like, eight hours of sleep in the middle of it, like, totally helps. Mm-hmm. Like, get, for me, I don't know. But that's why I didn't do three in a row, because I used that middle day to kind of reset the clock. Yeah. Because I had breakfast and then lunch and then, what, 24? What's your plan for next week? I'm going to do the Sunday, Monday, uh-huh. Tuesday. Like 24 of those, uh-huh. and then I think I'm gonna do the same thing and reset that. Uh, so let's say Sunday to Monday will be 124. Monday to Tuesday will be another 24. Eat dinner Wednesday. No, no, no. So then I'll do a 16-8. So Wednesday morning I'll have breakfast and lunch, and then go Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday for the, the other two. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I think. But if I'm feeling good, like Tuesday, and I want to push on through, my time's all right, mm-hmm. I may just keep going. 
Yeah. Just doing it like that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too, starting Sunday at lunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, uh, the problem, not the problem really, but uh, getting out of church, doesn't get out until like 1230. Yeah. Eating, it kind of, it kind of makes it a little bit late starting on that, that one, but anyway, I'll survive. That, that 9 mean, o'clock I service on last... Sunday? Oh, we could do that. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Go at nine. That'll be perfect. Yeah, that's an easy fix. And I think our fridge is getting delivered Sunday too, so I got to be around the house. Yeah, out there. So yeah, that'd be good. Awesome, awesome. Um, right on. Anything else interesting going on? Anything else? Uh, I was off work today. Happy <laughs> Veterans Day. Yep. To all the veterans out there. Yep. I have a lot of veterans in my family. Especially my uh, in-laws. Yeah. A lot of veterans. My uh, brother is, and then my mom's, yep. all three of her brothers are. Yep. Um, yeah, my brother's wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jenny's uh, dad is a veteran and was born on Veterans Day. Nice. So, always call him and wish him both. Happy both. So, yeah, thanks to all the vets out there. I, uh, When I was growing up, I had no interest in joining the armed service. It was never on my radar. But I think uh, if I had the mindset now that I have now, if I had that then, I probably would have tried to do something. Yeah. Like go and like just to do the four, you know, yeah. serve the country and then go on. I, have a, uh, I just think way different now about life and yep. responsibility and the country and everything, you know? It was my plan to do it. Yeah, I remember you were always talking about it. And then started doing construction. And I mean, I still wish I had done it. Yeah. But it's just... yeah. yeah, so you know, Veterans Day started as Armistice Day. Do you know what that is? Nope. All right. Well, history lesson for you. Uh, Armistice Day, uh, November 11th, is when World War One ended. Hmm. November 11th at 11 a.m. is when the guns fell silent. Yeah. There's actually an awesome, awesome audio recording of that time you can oh, find yeah. on the internet. Yep. And it is just guns blazing, like the big artillery going nuts, and you see the clock, and then as soon as it hits 11, they go silent. And then a few seconds later, you start hearing, like, birds chirping and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really, really Yeah, cool. I've heard that before. So, yeah, it was called Armistice Day, and people used to wear poppies, little flowers, to, to recognize it. And actually, last year, uh, I was going to the store, and there were some old veterans out, and they were giving out poppy pins. And so we got a few from them and donated to the, was the BFW or something. Nice. But uh, that's, that's the reason I know about the poppies. Yeah. I think it's still, still done, like, in the south, in Texas. Mm. So... I mean, some. That's the first time I ever saw it in my life. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Armistice Day. Very good. Changed to Veterans nice. Day. Nice uh, history lesson for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get that podcast I sent you? I did, but I was already listening to uh, Lex talk to Niall Ferguson. Who's that? Uh, he is a British historian. And he's one of the guys that's involved in that University of Austin stuff, uh, starting it up. And, you know, Lex is like an advisor or whatever, so they spend a lot of time talking about that. So I was listening to that. So I did not listen to the 
the COVID person yeah. on Lex. He's really good. He's all about just testing and stuff. And, um, Pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, like he's just, it's from the beginning, he's been talking about testing and, um, and that's basically the way out of the pandemic. Like, mm. especially when, you, like, you know, once they realized that the vaccine didn't prevent transmission. Um, True. Yeah. And <laughs> good. I was just laughing. I was like, I wonder if we'll get a warning on the podcast because uh, yeah. you mentioned the V word. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, does he talk about PCR tests? Yes. All right. So he is I'm not, not, he's not a, not fan. a proponent. Well, okay. he, he was like, they have a purpose, but the purpose is flawed in that. So his stance is you have the rapid test and the rapid test is not great as, as good an accuracy of detecting if someone has the virus. Okay. But it is like 90% effective to tell if you're, uh, contagious and he's like that's the that's what's important especially with a pcr test that takes three days to get the results back yeah and so most people he said you'll do a quick test it'll come back negative and you'll do a pcr test and they'll call you in three days be like oh you're positive you had a quarantine for 14 days and they'll say the the rapid test was a false uh negative all right but he says that the PCR test is a false positive because it's not important that you have it. It's important that you're not contagious. Gotcha. So if you weren't contagious, all the people that you encounter that day, there's no reason for them to, um, to isolate, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's super simple. You can do it at home. You can do it every day if you wanted. Um, and just, um, like, for kids or, or for whoever, you know, like it's, you would instantly know. It's like all these people that go to concerts, you have to have a negative COVID test in the last 48 hours. Well, that didn't tell you anything. Yeah. I've always thought that you was know? But you could take one that an hour before you went yeah. and tell if you're contagious. Yeah. You know. Um, How long do they take to get results? 10 minutes. All right. So it would not really be feasible that you could do it like at the gate? No. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to like. Well, yeah, you wouldn't even want to put people into true. it because if someone, yeah. you know, someone did have it, then it'd be. But and he and right. he discusses ways to like monitor it without like infringing on people's privacy, like yeah, because like they have like a teledoc kind of type deal that that does them for professionals and um, like they walk you through it and watch you do it and stuff, and then they can like All send right. a thing saying like, yep, you don't have it, and cool. it's negative. And, yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, it was That's it was good. Time. It was just an interesting way to look at it. Well, I'm sure no one is listening to that guy that's making the calls. Yeah, and I guess the big thing is is that the rapid tests, um, they they consider testing medical devices. And he's like, it's not a medical device, it's a public health device. And he's like, the president could just say, like, we need to, CDC, you need to push this medical mm -hmm. device or like just classify it as a medical or not a medical device as a public health you know yeah. thing or whatever but i don't know it was, it was it was interesting it was a different perspective that you've ever heard of and it's like why isn't this being discussed but yep. basically they thought like vaccine was it was you know this is how we were going to get out and they didn't foresee that it wasn't you know yeah. because you could still spread it and so still get it and spread you it. You know, it's vaccine yeah. or test, and it needs to be both still, or yeah. or just test. 
even yeah. if you're vaccinated, you need to test and whatever. But so I don't know. Mm. All right. Well, we got the class. No one's yep. here. All right. So maybe there's not class tonight. No, I saw some guy checking in. Okay, cool. I bet they'll do something. All right. And we're back. All right. We just saw the police. Oh, there they are. The Popo. Be cool, be cool, be cool. Yeah. I heard us talking about the vaccine. Yeah, they did. Spreading misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Australia. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, man, that was a uh, really good class today. Yes. I agree. I agree. I was uh, going to say, I haven't, I haven't talked to you in about an hour, so how things go. Yeah, we, uh, they, there was another giant in class today, and Jonathan didn't let us spar together. Even when we switched partners, I, we <laughs> yeah. made eye contact, and he was like, you two just did together. Yeah. <laughs> so other than that. The other giant guy was good. like, I guess we'll be going tonight. And I was like, sure. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. That's cool with me. Um, yeah, he's a massive guy. But, yeah, yeah. So Clay is in Las Vegas. I'm pretty sure it's Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're in Vegas. Vegas. And so Jonathan taught class. Today. Jonathan Hart. Follow him on Instagram at the Pajama Strangler. Yep. Yeah. Pajama Strangler. Pajama. Did pajama. You say pajama. Pajama. Is it pajama or pajama? I don't, I don't know. I think it's whatever you want it to be. Well, I mean that's not right. Yeah. No, no. You can judge people for saying things <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Are you? Is this an attempt to judge me? Yeah. You say pajamas? No, I'm just saying it to be obstinate. <laughs> so how do you say? Uh, do you say caramel or caramel? Uh, caramel. So you're a bad person. <laughs> it's caramel. Like, is it? I don't know. Give me some caramel. Give me some. Man, that caramel give me apple some looks good. Salted caramel flavoring in my coffee. Yeah. Give me that salted caramel dark chocolate combo. I don't know. I, I think I say caramel. I don't really know though. Hmm. Caramel. Yeah. I think that's what I say. Caramel. 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 Yeah. So do you say? Uh, Lafayette or Lafayette? Lafayette, dude. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, Lafayette. Yep. Unless <laughs> you say unless you go to Louisiana, then you can say it because it's a Cajun accent. Exactly. Yeah. Lafayette. Lafayette. Do you say uh, Bolivar or Bolivar? <laughs> <laughs> so it's always been Bolivar. There's yeah. a Bolivar, Tennessee, as everybody says it. And then I'll listen to a uh, podcast on uh, revolutions. Yeah. And uh, the one in, was he, Colombia, down that way? Yeah. Uh, South America. And uh, it's Bolivar. And that's yeah. what Bolivar's named after him, but they call it Bolivar. Huh. It's like Lafayette's named after the Marquis de Lafayette. Yeah. They say Lafayette. Hmm. So. Yeah. I pronounce them the Tennessee way. Yeah, for sure. So. What were we talking about? Class was great. Oh, yeah. Jonathan. Jonathan, yep. The pajama strangler. Um, he's got a, uh, um, a, like a different style of teaching than Clay does. So I was thinking about it the whole time, the whole class. Yeah. It was like, it's, it is always interesting to learn something from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just a totally yeah. different approach and technique. And, you know, yeah. I mean, after one class, I'm basically sold that his uh, teaching style is far superior than Clay's. <laughs> I don't realize why I've been giving him my heart, my hard-earned money all these years. <laughs> now that is a hell of a thing for you to say about our most loyal listener. Yes. Possibly our only listener. 
<laughs> so, yeah, it was different. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was, uh... I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. Well, obviously, like, they communicate differently. Yeah. You know? And, uh... And it's not you know, better or worse or anything. It's just different. It's a different way of communicating things. Yeah. It was very detailed. Um, yeah. Um, and it was very, uh, I mean, clay does that like builds on stuff. Yeah. But it felt like very, like very incremental mm-hmm. building up to the last thing. Yeah. On there, which I didn't even realize that's what we were doing until the very end. They said that's what we were doing, but yeah. you know, I thought we were just kind of progressing through a, yeah. a, a concept. And then he was kind of like, this is like a concept, not really a move. I kind of like those, um, that, yeah, the, the concepts where it's, you know, you, you're, you're teaching them in steps, you yeah. know. Um, and then each each and every one of them is kind of its own move. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, like if you've done a pendulum sweep in class before, like, it, yeah, it was not hard. Like, once you got there to, yep. to kind of feel the mechanics of it. If you were newer, you probably struggled with it because yeah. those three individual pieces we've sort of... Mm-hmm. Like, I kept making the joke the whole time, you know, we were, like, in closed guard, chasing the back. And I'm like, why would I ever want to get out of guard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your I love butter. it. I love it. Yeah. I was um, telling the guy I was going with, I was like, they say that the back is the most dominant position, but I am so awful <laughs> from back. Well, like, I can't control it. It's interesting, too, because, like, I remember when I started taking golf lessons. And, you're, you know, they always told you, like, don't move your head. Don't move your, like, side to side. Yeah. And I finally took golf lessons from a guy my height. And he was like, forget everything you learn. He's like, you're a bigger guy. Your movements are going to be, um, like, yeah. uh, like, like it's going to look, you know, like a shorter guy. He might move his head an inch, but I might have to move my two inches. And that looks like I'm really swaying back and forth. He's like, you're not. Like, you, you need to, like, use your momentum. And so sometimes, like, when we were doing, like, sitting out to get our hooks in like I wasn't sitting out very far and I was like man my hips are so tight but then I'm like are my hips so tight or do I need to compensate for my length and yeah. maybe move out a little further than Jonathan was yeah because you got a lot of leg to yeah to move there yeah but at the same time too like you're you know I don't know if it should matter like if my hips are if if our hips are the same distance away even though my legs longer our heel is going to the same spot. So I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's probably a hip, my hips being tight, I bet. Because when you talk about your center of grat, like, you know, your core. You're talking about when you're pulling them into your, yeah, like, basically when, into your lap to get the back. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, no, I'm doing that, but then when you sit out and you pull that one leg around to get the hook in. Like, I was having to sit, like, uh, back a lot further, and it probably was, because I think, like, it doesn't matter your size, like your core is sort of equal probably, you know, and everything was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your center of, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, I pra- it's probably my, it's probably yeah, my probably. garbage <laughs> hips more than anything. I've definitely felt the garbage hips yeah. myself. Uh, one uh, awesome thing Jonathan said during class, uh, this is just like, uh, like, I feel like he says kind of stuff like this all the time that I'm always like, hmm, because his, you know, his, his mind works differently. Yeah. Everybody does, but you know he's he's an interesting guy. But uh, he was he got to this position where uh, you you know you were halfway on their back 
and then he was kind of talking about what you can do from there. And he was like, uh, and if you're in this position, he was like, if you know all the questions, then there are no answers. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, hmm. Yep. So I thought about that the rest of the time he was talking, and I yep. missed that was, everything he was saying. Yep. I, I also thought it was interesting that I completely just forgot about it until you said it. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to ponder that one for yep. a little bit. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's just preparedness, you know, and, and the whole, like, uh, plans are meaningless, but planning is everything. Yeah. You know, kind of same. Yep. Uh, I, this is, this isn't a critique or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a difference I've noticed. And though I'm going to compliment Clay, it's not a slide at Jonathan or anybody else I've taken classes from. Mm-hmm. We, we've had guest teachers and stuff. But I've noticed, like, Clay is very uh, disciplined in what he's teaching. Yeah. Like, we're doing this move, and we're going to go through it. And I've noticed with other other people that have taught or that I've taken classes from, like, they, you know, jujitsu is such like a, you know, it can branch off into every, you know, it's it gets so deep so quick. Yeah. A lot of other people will get to a place, and then they're like, you know, this can happen, this can happen, this can happen, and then, yeah. you know, you do this. But we're not going to get into that, you know, mm-hmm. not so scattered, but, you know, like, it comes up. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I noticed that a little bit tonight. I think the audience probably matters, too, because, like, if you're... Like, he did one thing that was, like, you know, you're going to, you know, be a good partner and, and do this. But if the guy's elbow is here, this is how you break the grip. And I noticed, like, the guys I was sparring with were both blue belts. And we were both sort of were like, okay, we're just going to do yeah. that variation, too. Yep. Um, but then there was probably some newer people that that can affect. Like, it's one other thing that they're like, wait, is this yeah. what he did? Yeah. When you're really trying to learn that movement, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, I... It's interesting. And like I said, it's not a critique because mm-hmm. it's a natural way. Like, it's hard to talk about jujitsu and, like, even, yeah. like, a concept without being, like, you know, uh, here's 10 million things that can happen from yeah, this it's spot. Very, uh, what's it? Like, ten, tangential? Like, yeah. Like just just oh, tangents yeah. and, like, you can go off in so many yep. different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was. Sorry. But I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, it was, overall, the class was great. Mm-hmm. I think Jonathan's a great teacher. Yeah. I've been wanting to go to his midday class, but I haven't been able to make it yet. Yeah. Dave goes to it. So is he just doesn't want to go nights at all? Uh, just that middle of the day works way better for him. Yeah. So and uh, and I get it. Um, maybe hopefully he'll come to a night class to make an appearance on the podcast sometime. Yeah, that would be great. I tried to talk him into it. A couple weeks ago he was gonna come at night, but I don't, I don't remember what happened. Because his kids started going. And so the kids' class ends, and then the the midday adult class happens, like, within 30 minutes or so. Oh. So he's been doing that. Does his kid stay for the adult class? No, like, I think he takes him, and then his wife picks him up, I think, is kind of the deal. Gotcha. But I'm not really sure. But he's, like, over there, you know? Yeah. Quite a bit. Right on. So, yeah. So, yeah, back takes from closed guard is what we did tonight. And uh, so, what I want to talk about the, the move of the month is some sort of sit-out. Yep. I, like, I'm god-awful at that. But no one really explained to me what we were doing, so I was kind of trying to figure it out by feeling what yeah. the other guy was doing to me, you know? The, the very first thing I did is I had Jonathan come over and show me what the move of the month was. Well, Chuck came over, 
and uh, kind of told us, but it, you know, he, he showed me, but I was still just terrible at it. Yeah. Like, I, I knew how to do it, just like, but then Jonathan came over and, and had a couple little, like, make sure you do this with your elbow and this with your head, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, so yeah, I could have used that. Because yeah. I kept putting weight on your opposite elbow, using your head to kind of wedge out before you, you know. Yeah. Because I kept getting stuck under. And, and part of it was just, you know, the guy on top of me was massive. So yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to get enough, like, you know, leverage or anything or space even to go. But yeah. anyway, I'll figure it out. I got the whole month to figure it out or half the month. What day is it? Yeah. So yeah, good times. Right on. The class was a good size. Yeah. Did, uh, did Alan confirm what he's doing? Oh, yeah. I think uh, Box is coming Saturday night. Gotcha. So there is an opening. Nah. I mean, well, I mean, we could, but I don't know. We, we, can, we, we can, for sure. It's, uh, I just don't know if it would be a dick move, someone coming in town to hunt. and then. So for all the listeners out there, we're talking about going hunting at yeah. my, my parents' place. And my brother and his friend from college, come. he comes down from East Tennessee every year, and they spend a weekend hunting. But I think they're going to do, like, Sunday, Mon- Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, mm-hmm. I think. I think. I don't know. Hey, you may be right. Well, ask, ask Alan. Say, what's the etiquette of us going? He won't. He'll. I know. He's going to be like, he's the wrong person to ask. Yeah. I don't know what it is either. I mean, do you want to try to? I mean, what's the old lady say about it? Um, you, think? you know, we're trying to get ready for this baby. Yeah. But we would be back by, like, 9 or 10. Yeah. So it wouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah. Oh, we got the we got some company coming over Saturday night. That's also not that big a deal because we're already kind of clean. Yeah. Well, take your temperature on it and let me know. All right. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll it. Probably make it happen, though. So muzzle, you got a muzzle loader? I don't have one. Yeah, I, I mean, I have one, but I have no idea how to use it. No, I've never I didn't even shot anything out of it. It was given to me, and it looks like it doesn't work. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I got one. Sighted it in last year. Sweet. I think it was last year. Muzzle Because uh, rifle starts, like, around Thanksgiving, right? It's the weekend of Thanksgiving? Yes, I think. So it's the weekend after Thanksgiving, probably rifle starts. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's right. two weeks for muzzleloader. Yeah. Cool. Right on around. Yeah. And get some medicine. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, let me know so I can get my hunting license and all that. All right. Because if we don't go, then I'll probably not. I'll just wait for rifles. So I don't have to get both. Gotcha. Dad said he saw 15 deer. Really? But his, I'm going to have to talk to him because his text was like almost indecipherable, but I think that's what he said. <laughs> gotcha. He sent me a picture of these uh, two dudes that are friends of his just uh, right down the road got these two massive bucks. Hmm. Just massive, those things. So. 
tell Jenny, be like, Chad's going to help us build this bench, but <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I should do something nice for him. <laughs> uh, I think if I have a time we can do that, that'll go a long way. Yeah. But, you know, whatever, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We're kind of making plans on the podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. All right. All right. So, we may or not may or may not go hunting this weekend. Yep. So we'll have a hunting report possibly come next week. That'll be great. Anything else going on? Um, I don't think anything else is going. On. Not really. It's starting to get cold here. Well, it got cold last oh, week. Oh yeah, we haven't done got... a weather update in a while. Yeah. So it was like nice. The weather. Well, it's actually I kind of hate it. It'll there's like a 30 degree temperature swing, but we had like 40 degree temperature swings. Yeah. It was like 30 to 70, and then. And then it got warm, and then it rained today. Yep. And, and then it's going to be cold. Saturday. I think it's going to start getting cold. Um, Which is my awesome. favorite. Yeah. Because then you can really start dressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wore the uh, the jacket, the gentleman's jacket to church on Did Sunday. You? Yeah. Nice. I was flexing on everybody in there. Heck yeah. Just looking, looking sharp. Because, you know, people there don't dress. No. So I think I'm just going to start dressing up more yep. for church. Jake's going to have a tuxedo. Yep. One day. <laughs> like, you're wearing a tuxedo? I'm like, what am I, a farmer? <laughs> Drop that Jack Donaghy on him. Yep. Yeah. All right. So. Well, this was our 30th podcast. Hey, big 30. So we got to figure out how we're going to do the seasons. Because we're approaching the end of the year, we could use that, or we could just yearly do seasons, a, you know, yearly anniversary. Yeah, I think if we did it anniversary, it'd be better uh, long term, because then we keep that date kind of in mind, you know. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I vote. I mean, we don't even have to do a season. It can all be just. Should we just do ten episode seasons? <laughs> I'm saying no seasons. Weekly seasons. <laughs> Season 52 of the Jiu-Jitsu Journey podcast. Just artificially inflate our, yep. our numbers. All right, dude. All right. Hey, big. before we go, big shout-out to Chad for helping move that dresser. Heck, yeah. That was great. Thanks for waiting for me with me for two hours at the tow truck. <laughs> we're, we're square. <laughs> right. See ya. See ya.